Welcome to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. This is your hour when Orlando Magic Senior Vice President Pat Williams sits down and speaks with authors who have written books on topics of interest and insight for listeners like you. And now, here's your host, Pat Williams. Folks, welcome once again to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN, and we're with you every weekend and always look forward to these visits. Alan Dempsey uh, does our engineering each weekend and does it well. Andrew Herdliska does the producing each weekend. And Dr. Jim Dempsey is with us in this first half hour, family ministry consultant for the National Center for Biblical Parenting. He's in Austin, Texas. And we're going to talk about his new book, Parenting Unchained, Overcoming the Ten Deceptions that Shackle Christian Parents. Jim, great to visit with you, and I'm so glad we can hook up here. Well, thank you. I'm very honored to be on your show. Uh, tell me about this book and how it came about. Well, it's interesting um, to me. It may not be to anybody else, but it's interesting to me because it started out as uh, the ultimate father figure. It sat for a long time, and I I had studied Scripture and uh, was interested in parenting issues, and so I thought I saw uh, a number of uh, ways that God acted with the nation of Israel in the Old Testament and the way Jesus acted with the uh, disciples in the New Testament that gave parenting principles. And so I found the ten principles that I was writing about and seeing God as our father because you're a role model is the emphasis of the book. Uh, but it morphed a little bit as I began to look back on my own parenting. I'm a grandfather now and my kids are grown. And I saw a number of deceptions in all of these truths that God showed me. I I realized that Satan has a, a lie, and a very effective lie, that would hide God's truth from Christian parents. And so I became, really my ministry evolved into one of warning parents about the deceptions that we can easily fall into. I fell into them, and I was a dedicated Christian parent, which I thought I was. And um, I, I see these deceptions playing out in our country, and in, our, in the church in particular, and I want to warn parents about them. Let's get started. Deception number one, it's all about your kids. Your character <clears throat> doesn't matter. Fill, fill us in. Well, no one would start out and say, well, I, my character doesn't matter. We'd all say that. But in, in application, we focus so much on our kids and what we want them to do better and how we want them to change that a lot of times we can lose the focus that God wants us to have on our own hearts. Um, Deuteronomy 6 and, and several other places, of course, say, that we're, first of all, to have these truths on our part and then teach them diligently to our children. And sometimes parents want to skip that first part and uh, just focus on their kids. And that's devastating to, to us, really, because then if our hearts are not right, we're obviously going to model the wrong things for our kids, no matter what we say to them. And uh, that creates a disconnect and a hypocrisy that's really destructive. Dr. Jim Dempsey is our guest. We're talking about his book, <clears throat> Parroting Unchained. Uh, deception number two, Jim, you're capable, you can do this. I guess this is the lie of self-reliance, right? It is, and you know, as as Americans, I guess as adults, and I certainly grew up wanting to be self-reliant, there's certainly a good part of that, but you can take that too far. Satan uh, wants us to be isolated and not look to God as a, as a role model, or even look to other good parents as role models, and 
I think this happens, especially when we're a little arrogant and think that we can handle things. Um, I don't believe parenting is, is an easy enough job that we can do it all by ourselves. We really need to be in a community, a church family, but most of all, I think we need to look to God and see how he parented and uh, deduce his ways, learn his ways, certainly understand the scripture and apply that as we parent. Let's get to the third deception. God only cares <clears throat> about rules. Uh, what, what are you writing here? Well, I fell into this one. I guess this was the, the big lie for me. Uh, I have a background in early childhood education. I was good at, at getting kids to obey in, in groups because I taught groups of children. And uh, I took that over into my parenting as, as arrogance. I could get my kids to obey, and so I did. Uh, what I realize now looking back is that you can focus so much on your rules and, and the outward obedience of your kids that you miss the heart uh, of parenting and the parenting that, that changes the heart or attempts to change the heart. And I think it stems from this same lie that uh, God is a God of rules. And I think when non-Christians and maybe some Christians read the Bible, that's all they see is God as a, as a uh, strict enforcer of rules. That's really not the picture that Scripture paints because uh, Adam and Eve messed up right out of the box, and God didn't cut them off at that point. He came for them. And that began a whole process that culminated in Christ trying to reestablish a relationship between us and God. Uh, That's the whole story of the Bible. Yes, God has rules, but those rules are meant to drive us to relationship. And I think that relationship always occurred before the rules came about. I think uh, you saw that in the Old Testament. Abraham uh, was made a, a follower of God before the rules were given, before the Ten Commandments were given. So I think Jesus, uh, or God, was trying to tell us that all along. Relationship comes before and serves as a foundation for rules. And we get that backwards sometimes as parents. It can be really devastating. That was probably the big one that uh, messed me up and, and affected my parenting in the wrong way. Deception number four, you can be a parent <clears throat> without investing much time. Yeah, this is definitely the lie of the age, um, and we are so stressed for time. Uh, we're, we are a busy society, and parents just get busier and busier and busier. Even in church, I see our parents uh, taking their kids to so many different things, getting them involved in so many different things uh, that it uh, that can be destructive. And, you know, I have some parents argue with me. The statistics don't lie. If you look at uh, the way parents engage with their kids, a hundred years ago versus today, a totally different society. I realize we can't go back a hundred years, but it's instructive to realize that parents taught their kids by living life with them, and that today we outsource everything. We send our kids off to school. We send them to tutoring for elite sports. We send them uh, for tutoring in art and in dance and in music, and uh, even taking kids to church is an outsourcing. As we spend less time with our kids and we get into age groups of our own, and a, a lot of churches, the kids are never with their parents any of the time they're at church. So I, I see this as a destructive trend, um, and, I, and I think it's hurting. Uh, well, first of all, it, it is uh, contrary to the way Jesus taught his disciples. If you look at him as a role model, and that's the purpose of the book, uh, you see that his was an all-in, 24-7 uh, interaction. These disciples didn't come for eight hours of school and then go back home. They lived with him. They traveled with him. They ministered with him. Everything he did, they did. 
And so they learned from him in a very, uh, it was only three and a half years of ministry, but they learned a lot because they spent so much time with him. And I think, parents, we need to realize that that's the model God has set up for us and, and not be so quick to, to outsource every aspect of parenting. Deception number five. <clears throat> Dr. James Dempsey is with us from Austin, Texas. His book, Parenting Unchained. Here's deception five, Jim. Teaching the right information is enough. Is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, uh, information, we're in the information age, and so we treasure information. And it's interesting, every time I look at a, a TV news show, the talking heads are all big on information. These are professors, and they're the most accomplished folks in their field. Um, and, and, of course, that's good and to be admired, but information is not enough. Uh, we can't just teach our children information without modeling and training in the right things to do. We can't just dump information on our kids. Um, you know, I, and I take this again from the uh, model of God in Scripture. He, he certainly gave law. He gave plenty of teaching. Plenty of things for us to study, but he didn't stop there. He lived it out. In fact, that's the story of Christ coming to earth. God put the model with us and let us see what perfection lived out looks like. And so we we have to do the same thing with our kids. Yes, we give them good information, but we have to live out what we tell them. And those two together are are critical. It's not enough just to model, and it's not enough just to give information. Um, So we do have to uh, give information, but we've got to model it, and we've got to without what we talked about. Uh, Dr. James Dempsey is with us. <clears throat> Parenting Unchained is the name of the book. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, overcoming <clears throat> the 10 deceptions that shackle Christian parents. Uh, just a reminder, <clears throat> this is the uh, Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, we do this show every weekend <clears throat> on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN and we're always delighted uh, when you join us. We've been doing this show on the weekends for many years and uh, always very pleased when you plug in. Uh, more with Dr. Dempsey right after these messages. Stay with us. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hi, folks. Alan Thick here. You know, some things in life are just too serious to take chances on, and owing money to the IRS is definitely one of those. The IRS has the power to garnish your paycheck. They can levy your bank account, even take your home or business. Seriously. Thankfully, with one simple call, you can start solving your tax debt once and for all. Optima Tax Relief is the leading tax resolution firm in the nation. They have over 250 professionals. They have an A rating with the Better Business Bureau and the trust of thousands of satellites. Satisfied clients. Optima's attorneys can immediately protect you from aggressive collections because they are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative. That's a special IRS debt forgiveness program that could save you thousands. Don't wait till it's too late. Get serious. Call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800 711 5743. 800 711 5743. 800 711 5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Join Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, as he opens God's Word every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. 
If you missed the Sunday broadcast, you can listen and study along with Dr. Jordan 24-7 at WTLN.com by clicking on the podcast tab and then Riches of Grace. Riches of Grace, a service of Grace Impact Ministries at graceimpact.org. 5.30 Sunday on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Throughout the history of Christianity, there have always been unsung heroes of the faith, humble saints of God who quietly do what God has called them to do. God has used them to accomplish great things for His glory. On Through the Bible this week, Dr. McGee is teaching from 3 John, where we can learn the testimonies of some of these otherwise unknown heroes of the faith. Weekdays at 2.30 and 9.30 p.m. on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Overcoming the 10 deceptions that shackle Christian parents, uh, we discussed the first five deceptions. Uh, Now it's time for deception number six, Jim. Why and how you discipline doesn't matter. Just make them obey. Uh, What's the yeah, Satan has us. Uh, had me nailed on this one. Um, I, I really, like I said, focused on the outward behavior of my kids, and so I felt like it was enough just to get them to obey. And I, you know, a lot of parents would just give anything if their kids would obey a little bit. I, I think we settle uh, for that if we're not careful. Obedience is great. We definitely want obedience, but uh, there really are two commands to children in, in Scripture that are written directly to them. One is. Uh, Children, obey your fathers and mothers in the Lord, for this is right. It also says, honor your father and your mother. And those two are, they work together, but they're not the same. Obedience is outward. Honor is the inward value we place on people. And so we're to place a a high value on our parents. What what you look at or what you see is that when kids obey, I'm sorry, when kids honor their parents, they will obey. Obedience follows honor. And sometimes uh, we can obey obey without honoring. That's evident when a child stomps off to to do whatever you told them to do, but they're rolling their eyes and they're huffing and puffing. In their hearts, they're they're resisting. They're not honoring. Uh, But outwardly, they're obeying. And if parents settle for that, we teach them that that's all that matters. It's just do whatever you have to do on the outside, but your heart doesn't need to change. That was the problem of the Pharisees. They uh, obeyed outwardly, but their hearts were far from God. That's what God said, both Old Testament and New. And uh, we have to be careful of that. So it's important to discipline for the right reasons. I studied the, the reasons that Jesus disciplined, and without fail, they were always, when he rebuked his disciples, they were always for an inward heart quality, uh, pride or um, vindictiveness, wanting to call down fire on a, on a village that didn't accept them. They're they were um, vindictive in the way that they wanted to discipline themselves. So God corrects us for our heart attitude. Yes, our obedience is necessary, and the way we discipline really uh, paints that picture for our kids. If we discipline, for instance, in harshness, the harshness will get the, the job done. Shouting at our kids or being angry at them, it will cow them into doing certain things. But the heart is damaged. The relationship is damaged in that, and that doesn't bring honor. Your kids hear what you say, and they hear your rules, but they're not drawn to you. They're not drawn to the value of that uh, of that commandment. So the way we discipline is absolutely as as important as the fact that we get our kids to obey or not. 
And uh, Satan will, will wreak havoc with that one because it breeds a, a discontent or a disconnect between parents and children if we uh, discipline in the wrong way. And anger is, is, the, is the key there. Most parents uh, let their anger become their motivating factor. They give a command. Uh, they let the kids get by with it for a while. Like, they don't really check up on them. A little later on, they look, and nothing has happened. The child hasn't moved. And uh, then you get angry. You burst into anger, and that gets your child to move, perhaps. But uh, your child now is seeing a model of, of, of your parenting that isn't appropriate. Uh, we have to be careful with that one. Uh, Jim Dom- uh, Dempsey is with us. Let's talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, deception number seven. You don't need to talk about your faith. Yeah. First of all, just taking from the model, uh, God was very diligent to talk about what, what we needed to do. I mean, he filled up the Bible with a lot of uh, prescriptions and, and uh, precepts and commandments and uh, wisdom and guidance and so forth. So we, if we're going to follow his law, his model, rather, we need to uh, be giving our children good instruction. We have to teach them directly and diligently. Uh, the, the assumption, and sometimes what we fall into is just thinking that, well, I can just live this out. If I just model good stuff, my kids will catch it. And uh, it is good to model, there's no question. But I think uh, we don't want to be silent either. We don't want to just live out a model in front of our kids because our kids don't understand why we do things a lot of times. Um, it was interesting because just in a conversation this weekend with uh, my oldest daughter, we saw something that she, or she mentioned something that we had done. And she assumed that we did it for one reason when it was actually for a very different reason. And so uh, I saw an example of this just this weekend. Our kids really need to hear from us as to why we're doing the things we're doing. If we're a Christian parent and you give to a certain cause, explain why. What was it that God prompted in you? Help, help your kids understand the connection between good thinking and, and good behavior. Uh, so we need to be careful with that one. Now we move to deception number eight, Jim. Children should choose their life course. You don't need to help them. Wow, this is, this is baffling to me because it just seems so crazy that a Christian parent would say, well, you know, I don't want to force feed my kids, and um, I don't want to put them in a straitjacket, so I'm just going to let them choose whether to believe in God or not or what kind of faith they have. And that just sounds crazy to me. If, if, you, if you're a Christian and you found the most important gift in life, uh, eternal life, uh, and a connection to the God of creation, why in the world wouldn't you share that? Why in the world wouldn't you make that as clear and as uh, um, desirable as possible with your kids? So Satan uh, shackles our parents by getting them to be silent about the most important things in life when we do that. And I think Satan is just rejoicing over parents who won't uh, really tell their kids what is most important in life. Certainly, we can't dictate to our kids. They're going to have their own choices. Uh, but we, if we found something good, we want to share it with our kids. And, and I think our faith is most important in terms of what we share with our kids. Now I want you to talk about deception number nine, Jim. It's all about consistency. You don't need to adapt. Well, uh, we live in an age where the dominant psychology is behavior modification been going this way for, for 100 years or so uh, as the psychological movement has taken root. And uh, B.F. Skinner and John Watson, all those uh, psychologists who 
uh, fill our textbooks and, and did mine as an educational professional, uh, we learned that uh, our kids need to have very consistent training. And that's, that's true if you're training a dog. Uh, you've got to be very consistent and do the very same thing over and over and over in order to send a clear signal. And there's some value to consistency, but we highly overrate it. When I look at God's model, uh, it was less about consistency and more about creativeness and the way he trains his children. Uh, he didn't do the same thing over and over and over again. So this uh, over-reliance on consistency comes out of a behavior modification psychology that doesn't account for the heart. The heart is resistant to con consistency sometimes. As soon as you uh, get a certain behavior pattern with your kids, they realize what you're doing, and they resist that. So we've got to be more creative. We can't just fall into a rut of doing the same things over and over with our kids. This plays out as our kids get older. And certain tactics that succeeded when we, our kids were three or four don't work when our kids are seven or eight. And the same for things that worked when they were seven or eight. They don't work when they hit the teen years. So we've got to be, consist uh, we've got to be creative enough to, to listen, to, to see what works with our kids, to see what God might want us to do. And I think, I think this is uh, one of the big lessons of the book. We, uh, we need to go to God in prayer more often for the daily tactics that we employ with our kids. We can't just do the same thing over and over again or, or do what the parenting book says every time. Um, there are a lot of good parenting books out there, but the best parenting book is the Bible, and the Holy Spirit is the best resource for deciphering God's ways and applying God's ways to our specific kids. Our kids are very unique. They're made in God's image, so they're not um, simple creatures. We aren't either. We, we're motivated differently, and uh, we're complex, and our kids are complex as well. We shouldn't underestimate this, uh, the uniqueness and the complexity of these creations that God has put into our houses and our, and our children. Uh, Dr. Jim Dempsey is with us. Jim, we've arrived at deception number 10. Life should be easy. Wow, this one's a really destructive uh, myth or, or deception. Uh, Satan has convinced parents that life should be easy. For kids, and this it shows up in a, in a lot of different ways. When we overpraise children, we we tell them they're the greatest, and uh, in fact, there's plenty of research to show that that is very destructive to kids. Just to be told that you're good without earning that uh, that title, um, that's a that's very destructive. We, we care so much about our kids' self-esteem that we shield them from the natural consequences of their actions because we don't want them to get hurt. They, of course, then they don't learn from their mistakes. And as they get older, the consequences get more serious. In the spiritual realm, we, help, we fail to help our kids see the seriousness and importance of our mission on earth. And I was taking this from um, Christ and his work with the disciples. It was very evident when I studied the pattern of Jesus' teaching, he got more and more concerned with the persecution that his disciples would be facing. In fact, he told them, this life is not going to be easy. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. And so be ready for that. And so I think we need to give our children a, a sense of the big mission that they're on in this life. And life is not easy. A lot of times our kids go off to college unprepared because they've never faced real difficulty. They've never learned to handle difficulty in a biblical way. And so the first time they hit a crisis, their worldview crumbles. And this uh, cotton candy faith that they had as, as kids crumbles to the ground and goes away. And so they need to learn that earlier before they get out of our, our homes that life is not easy, 
And uh, God calls us to a big mission, and it's not going to be an easy one. I think that challenges kids. It motivates them. It gives them a realistic view of the world, and it, and it prevents them from from falling prey to Satan. He says, well, you know, this faith isn't any good because it didn't protect you from this problem or this problem. And our, our, our kids need to learn a better um, better view of the world, one that is more consistent with God's uh, design for us. Uh, so, Jim, I think the logical question now is, <clears throat> what did you get right or wrong <laughs> as a parent with your own children uh, based on this new book you've written? Well, you know, my wife and I, my wife, Gail, we, we certainly beat ourselves up sometimes as we look back and think of the things we didn't do. But uh, when I take it on balance, I realize we, we did a lot of good things. We took our kids to church. We um, tried to live an authentic life in front of them. Um, there's things we would do differently, but uh, we loved our kids. We uh, gave them uh, the best that we had to offer them. Uh, we disciplined them. We didn't shy away from discipline, and some parents do. They want to make life easy for their kids and, and shy away from discipline. We didn't do that. Uh, so there's some really good things we did, and my wife is uh, very loving, and we have a great relationship with our kids now. So we repaired some of the damage that we did early on and with some of our kids. But uh, we've learned a lot, too, and I think God has let us see these mistakes so that we can help parents avoid some of the sins, some of the errors that we committed uh, in our parenting. And, uh, you know, the, there's a lot at stake here. A lot of Christian kids are leaving the church, and I believe it's because of some of these uh, misplaced parenting principles, some of the deceptions that Satan has caused. He wants nothing more than our kids to drop out of a, a faithful relationship with him. And we're seeing some of that now, and it's my commitment to help the church and help parents, Christian parents, uh, avoid that. Tell me about uh, the family ministry consultant, which you are, uh, for the National Center for Biblical Parenting. What's that organization about? Oh, that's a, that's a great organization. Uh, Gail and I were introduced to them when I uh, sold my business and uh, became a children's pastor at uh, my church in the in Keller, Texas, outside of Fort Worth, and went to one of their seminars and learned uh, Scott Taransky and Joanne Miller, the founders of the National Center for Biblical Parenting. And we learned about heart parenting, parenting at a heart level, and uh, the difference between behavior modification parenting and parenting as God would have us do it, focusing on the heart. And uh, one of those aha moments for us, and so we became disciples of the National Center for Biblical Parenting and have grown in our relationship with them until recently. I've been asked to serve on their board for this year, so very grateful for that. They uh, have a number of seminars, and they've written a number of books. Their website, I would encourage anyone to go to, is uh, www.biblicalparenting.org, and uh, you'll find uh, a wealth of resources. Uh, Scott and Joanne do seminars. I do seminars for them. And so um, if you're in a church and are looking for something that will reach parents in biblical and practical ways, I can't recommend their material highly enough for you. Hey, Jim, a million thanks. I'm so glad we could visit, and congratulations on your book. I'm so glad that you plugged in with me. Well, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm honored to be on your show, and uh, I pray that we can reach parents for Christ. Dr. Jim Dempsey has been our guest. We're talking about his book, Parenting Unchained. Uh, We've got more after this. You're listening to the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. Uh, This is the new 94.9 FM and AM 950, 
WTLN right here in Orlando, Florida. Back after this. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950. WTLN. Half-priced homeschool tuition. Hi, this is Bill Files, GM here at Salem Media Group in Orlando. Over the past four years, we've helped more than 150 parents and their children get into a Christian education environment with half-price tuition. Well, now I've got some exciting news for parents who homeschool. We are now offering a whole new segment of half-price tuitions for campus-based homeschool curriculum. If you're a parent or grandparent of children who are homeschooled, this could be a terrific opportunity for you. Go to AmazingRadioDeals.com and click on half-price tuition and check out the new listing at the top of the page for half-priced homeschool. It's easy. Go to AmazingRadioDeals.com and click on half-price tuition and check out the new listing at the top of the page for half-priced homeschool tuition. Half-priced homeschool tuitions. Another great idea for the new 950 WTLN. Have you ever heard God's whisper? Sometimes it's easier to see where God whispered to us when we look back in time, but more difficult in the moment. This may be one of those times. If you or someone you know is pregnant, adoption is a positive alternative and a truly brave decision you don't need to make alone. Life for Kids is a private, nonprofit, Christian and licensed adoption agency serving women who are pregnant, their unborn babies, and the adoptive families who are praying you will choose life. Life for Kids offers compassionate counseling, adoption planning, information, and support. Have you considered adopting? Life for Kids serves Christian couples called by God to adopt, and they've placed children into loving Christian homes for over 20 years. Is this the whisper you've been waiting for? Adoption is a positive choice. Life for Kids will walk with you on your adoption journey. Visit lifeforkids.com. That's lifeforkids.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Paul Doberty is with us uh, from Newport Beach, California. Uh, That's his home. And uh, we're going to talk about the book, A Nation Born in a Day. Uh, Paul is the president and CEO of IBS Holdings. And I'm delighted you can join me, Paul. How are you doing? Fine, fine. Thank you. We've been looking forward to it. And and uh, and just, uh, you know, the, the weather's got to be kind of similar. <laughs> yeah, we've we got nice weather here, as you do. So, uh, now, Paul, tell us about... Uh, what you've written here, a nation born in a day. Plus, f- fill us in on what what you've written about. I'm eager to hear this. Well, uh, uh, some time ago, on a Sunday morning, my wife and I heard a minister that we had a high regard for. He was on K-Bright. His name was Ronald Dart, and he was talking about a land grant. And, of course, we're in the real estate business, and, and land is always very important. In, part, in fact, it's the cornerstone before anything is accomplished there has to be land mm-hmm. but anyway he was saying how that 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 the grant that God gave to Abraham was huge and I all of a sudden I felt the Lord say hey pay attention and so he went on to describe how large it was you know we look at at uh, Israel right now and it's just uh, kind of a small sliver there on the Mediterranean 
but he said that actually he said that that the grant was actually uh, went clear to the Euphrates. Now he said there was a map, and he said I could send it to you, and it, and we did get the map, and we got permission to use it, and it's in the book. It shows what what is termed the royal grant. Now you know what what happened. Abraham was an itinerant. He would move from one place to another, mainly when God would say, Abraham, I want you to move. I want you to go to another location. Well, what God was doing was saying to Abraham, hey, there's a great nation. In fact, he spoke to him there in Genesis and spoke to him and said, hey, you're going to be a nation, and it's going to be a large nation, and it's going to be to you and for your offspring and for the great nation that is to come. And, you know, I I was just kind of, you know, I was just in awe of what, uh, what it was and how large it was. Now, it really, it actually uh, covers, uh, in the book, it, it tells about these different countries. Not only is it Israel there on the, uh, on the Mediterranean, but it, it includes most of Jordan, Lebanon, a good part of Syria, uh, the northern tip of Saudi Arabia, and a large portion of Iraq. Now that goes clear up there to that uh, Euphrates. And now it's almost as large as the United States. That's how big this area is. And, you know, it, and I just felt like, you know, we just needed to share this with, uh, with God's people to where they understood and, and pray. Now, th- that's the reason for the book is for people to be informed and to say, God, you know, uh, answer your, your, uh, what you, what you promised Abraham and to Israel and to the Jewish people and so forth. And, you know, I believe that, that if people catch the, uh, the vision of what was promised to, uh, to Abraham, and of course, Abraham's the, the father of faith that we all look back to and uh, are recipients of it today because we're grafted in from, uh, into, that, into that promise. Paul, why doesn't the West do more to support Israel? Why doesn't the West uh, do more supporting of Israel? Yeah, what's your thought on that? Well, I think that there's uh, there's various reasons. Probably uh, there's there's anti-Semitism. There's uh, you know there's uh, the various uh, reasons that uh, that has always been has sort of plagued Israel and so forth. But here is a great opportunity, Pat. I think to for the Christian world today to hold this up before is like a, a petition to the Lord and say, Lord, you promised this, and you, uh, you, you intervene in some miraculous way. Now, you know, I think that probably there's very, <clears throat> to try to say, hey, it could have happened this way or happened that way, you know, that's in God's hands. But I think it's one of the things that God does do is that he honors the request and the prayer of his people. I mean, that's always been a pattern that when things were looked difficult and when there's been all this pressure that has been put on Israel. And right now, how many nations have 
come against Israel. I think it's a wonderful backdrop for the for the Christian communities in the Christian areas and over there in Orlando and where the areas that you cover to hold us before the Lord. I think in the book we put a daily uh, prayer guide, how you can pray and bring it before the Lord. It's not just say, well, pray for Israel, but here's the things that can be done and accomplished and how it can be done. I think uh, if, uh, if we just remember uh, here just recently, uh, we had the presidential uh, candidates and so forth, and it was one of the largest uh, uh, viewing audiences, what, it was over 20 million. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, said something very interesting, and I think it'll tie in with one of the, uh, in fact, the 21st day, how God loves Jerusalem. Ted Cruz said if he were president, he would recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and restore our good relationship with her. Now, here's a here's an example. Now, a lot of people probably heard that, and they probably didn't really realize what what he was saying. But it, it in the twenty first day in, in 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 our book, it's headed God loves Jerusalem. I believe He does, don't you, Pat? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I won't... Says, you know that God has a favor city. It's not New York or Paris or Tokyo or Moscow. As beautiful and interesting as these cities are, but the Bible makes clear that God loves Jerusalem. Mm. Or their city in the Bible receives his, his attention. Consider God's own words. Thus says the Lord, I am jealous for Zion. With great jealousy, I am jealous for her with great wrath. Thus saith the Lord, I return to Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem shall be called the faithful city, the mountain, and the, the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall gather to it. That's in Jeremiah 3.17. Jesus called Jerusalem the city of the great king. Matthew 5.31. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you were not willing. But that's not the end of the story, his promise to return. I tell you, Jerusalem, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I believe that Jerusalem is one of the key areas, and I think that uh, that uh, Ted Cruz uh, was saying something very important. Now, whether or not people caught it or not, I think that what he was saying was how important Jerusalem will be. That's where the King of Glory will come, and he will be a blessing not only to the nation of Israel and and to the expanded area that that uh, that it represents, but it will be to the whole world, to all nations, tribes, and kindreds. And I think it's such an important thing, and I would just love for people to get this book. It's not a large book, but it, it, it tells about how the importance of it is and how we, look, we see all the things that are happening in the world, and it's not too bright, but I believe this is a bright, day and is coming and we ask the Lord to do it 
you will. You'll descend. And, and it'll be like a, what a great voice, like an archangel that will come and he will voice to the world and, and the king and the kings in the world shall see. You know, I think there's a, another great story, uh, Pat, about how here in America, America was, was brought in, into being by God and, you know, the pilgrims and the, Patriots and so forth that came here, but there's an interesting part of the of the story of America, and it was the Louisiana Territory. The Louisiana, in fact, we tell the story in the uh, in the book, but in just quickly, how the Louisiana Territory was was a swap that went from uh, down in the Gulf clear up to the Canadian border, and. Uh, one day Thomas Jefferson got wind that there was uh, that Napoleon, it was actually this area was owned by France, and they got wind that Napoleon was fighting the British at the time and he needed money. Thomas Jefferson sent a, a, a representation over to, to Paris to talk to him about it. They negotiated a sale of the Louisiana Territory for $13 million. And, you know, they didn't even realize what it was. He sent Lewis and Clark out there, the history. In fact, I, I think we teach it in our schools. I hope we do. <laughs> but they sent Lewis and Clark out there to, to survey it and to see what it was. Well, it turned out to be some of our greatest states. In fact, it turned out to be 13 states, some of our greatest areas, farming, industrial, and so forth. And of course, along with that, Mississippi River became a very fertile area that uh, that today we we enjoy. And, you know, it just has, uh, has, has been, and what it did, it, it joined the East Coast and the West Coast and made America what we are today. Now, that's promised land that God was speaking about. And I think that if we look at this land grant that God spoke to Abraham about, we're on the verge of seeing something that transferred in a miraculous way. And you'll see a barren land. Now, just here about a month ago in the Wall Street Journal, it told about the area over in, uh, I believe it's the Negro, where they're developing one of the largest uh, tech centers. In fact, they've already built two brand new buildings. They're creating a whole new city in that area. And uh, it is it's going to IBM and some of the largest uh, industrial and uh, financial companies are going to be involved with this that Israel is doing. And you look at some of this area over there, and, you know, back uh, 1800s when when they got the Louisiana Territory, it took a long time to develop some of these, some of that area. But this over there with the high tech and with the computers and so forth, I think it will go very quickly. It'll go very, I mean, the infrastructure and so forth that will accompany it will be a very, uh, it'll just it'll happen very 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 soon, and but I think that the the thing that that actually ties it in and to 
to your partners and your listener, Pat, is that we hold it before the Lord and in prayer and say, Lord, it's your promise. It's your people. And we're the grafted in ones. And we're the part that that uh, that stands in that gap that, that brings it to pass. And that's how we want uh, everyone and your people to uh, to really understand it and see how important it is. And I'll tell you what, there's a blessing that comes. Uh, the, the scriptures talk, I will bless them that bless thee. And those that don't, it's not too pretty. <laughs> Our guest is Paul Doberty from uh, California. Uh, his book is out, A Nation Born in a Day. Uh, just a reminder, this is the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour, the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN right here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we've got another segment with Paul. Uh, we're talking about his book, A Nation Born in a Day. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear apart lives. Well, imagine what life would be like if there were no car payments, student loans, or money fights. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. Chris Brown's True Stewardship, right after New Life Live, weekdays at 2, on your intersection of faith and reason, the new 950 WTLN. Are you providing care for a senior whose needs are becoming more time-consuming and challenging? Are you concerned about your loved one's safety when they're alone? This is Janet Mefford for Senior Helpers. Do you sometimes feel you need a helper to get you through the day? Where do you turn? The answer is Senior Helpers, right here in Orlando. Maybe it's normal aging and the challenges of shopping, preparing meals, and keeping things tidy. Or maybe the issue is Alzheimer's. Well, Senior Helpers can develop a plan for improving your loved one's quality of life, getting just the right amount of help they need to remain independent at home. It's like having the services of an assisted living facility at home only better. Plus, Senior Helpers has a unique and exceptional approach to working with those experiencing Alzheimer's or another form of memory loss. Care is customized to include activities appropriate for each individual, all under the supervision of a Senior Helpers specialized nurse. To learn more, call 407-628-4357 or go to SeniorHelpers.com slash Orlando. 407-628-4357. Call Senior Helpers today. License number 29999 Do you have enough drinking water at home or work? Or whatever life throws at you. This is Florida, and you can never have enough good, wholesome drinking water on hand for meetings, family gatherings, even Mother Nature's wrath. Be prepared with Carolina Highland Mountain Spring Water delivered directly to your home or business. Call now for their Be Prepared delivery special. Individual bottles, dispensers, and coolers. No contracts, no fees. Call 407-851-7144. Online at carolinabottledwater.com. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Paul Doberty is with us from Newport Beach, California. His book, A Nation Born in a Day. Paul, Israel gained territory after being attacked in 1967 and the other war in 1973. Uh, Why do you think they didn't take enough land? Well, I think that there was... uh a lot of pressure from the other nations and the U.N. and so forth. 
And so I felt, you know, they felt probably that it was, it would be better just to, to hold off and not, uh, not try to take it any further. But, you know, I think as, as the light seems to, to bring more to our attention and so forth, I think there's always the timing. And there's always that, you know, that point in time when, uh, it will. And I think in God's time and so forth, we should see it happen. But of course, back then it was, it was, you know, they just went, you know, it, it really, that six day war, they weren't really supposed to work. <laughs> and, but it would became a, a great victory for Israel and I think, uh, for the free world. Paul, tell me, um, about how the Israelis see, see the new Iranian nuclear treaty as a very dangerous move. Can you talk about that? Well, yes, I think it 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 has something to do with. Uh, I think Iran has made serious threats to destroy Israel, and uh, and I think that it's uh, it's it's not in the best interest of of America and for the free world. Uh, to allow something like this, to, I know one of our top senators, uh, Tom or Sh- Schumer, yes, from New York, actually uh, has come out and come against and said it's not in the best interest uh, for America to go ahead with this with this type of treaty with Iran, and uh, and I just trust and hope and pray that our Congress will will hold and uh, will will not go forward with this. I think it's. I think God will honor it if we if we will. Okay. The the next thing I want you to talk about is this: if Israel were to extend their boundaries to the originally promised size, how might this affect those people living under a new system of government? Well, that's a great question, Pat. I think that right now there's over a fifth of uh, in Israel. Of the Arab uh, nation or the Arab people are living in Israel, and they're prospering very much, uh, very well. They've they've adapted themselves into the into the community and and into their connect and so forth, and uh, and it has 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 served them well. And I think that the same thing could happen now. How this is going to happen, uh, I think it's in God's hands how it will happen. But I think that it's uh, you know it's it, there's a good example of it over there right now. How the the Arabs that have adapted, how well they've done, and their families and their businesses and their communities and in the and the political and so forth. So so it, it there's a pattern here already of how well it's worked. Paul, why do you think it's important for Christians to go pay a visit and? tour the uh, Israel and the Holy Land? Well, it, it, it reminds them of the, uh, of the promises. You know, uh, it, uh, Israel is, is actually one of the great historical areas, and it's actually, you know, we look back to Abraham. Abraham was the, the father, and uh, he was the beginning of it. And God's promised him that it was going to become a great nation, and so I think that you know if people will will really uh, kind of come to to terms with it and really realize how important it is. I think that 
the key to it and part of the reason for the book and for people is not only to become informed, but to bring it before the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean you spend all your time, but it just on a daily basis, just bring it before him, before the Lord, and say, Lord, it's your promise to these this nation, and it, and it's not only to the nation, but to the world. And I believe that it brings a blessing on the individuals that will. I believe their homes will be blessed. I believe their their children, their businesses, where they're employed and so forth, they'll see a blessing that will come upon them. And, uh, you know, I think it's uh, something that if we pay attention to, I heard the Lord say, hey, Pay attention. I think the Lord is saying to you and to all your, your partners and so forth and listeners, pay attention and, and, and see God's hand of blessing upon you, okay? Our guest is Paul Doberty. Paul, you write that it's easy to forget God's promises to us. What happens that causes us to forget or ignore these? Well, I think that, you know, one of the big areas is, uh, is complacency. One time I had a friend of mine say, well, you know, God knows where I'm at, and if he wants me to do something, he can come over and talk to me. Well, that's true. But I think there's always the person that says, you know, Lord, I'm not just going to sit back in a corner somewhere and uh, just wait. I'm just going to press it, and I'm going to do my best to press in. And I believe that that, that, that there's something about that goes beyond just being mediocre or being a person that just sits back and, and well, yeah, I, I uh, fill a pew in a seat. That's important, but I think it's better that you press forward in whatever that God may have for you and let God begin to open fresh doors. I mean, it's, it'll be joyous, and, and you'll wake up in the morning with a with a thrill and a and a delight that you're hearing at God's hands upon your life. And you'll see people around you that will be blessed, and you'll be a blessing to them. I'll bless them that bless thee, and those that don't, <laughs> it's not too pretty. So I think there's a real corner here for people to not not to, not to be complacent, not just to fall into a, a place of not, not pressing in. I think there's always... A, in the military, there's always the people, there's the leaders, and there's the followers. And But, the, you know, there's a person that breaks out. Why do we have the people that uh, turn out to be the Medal of Honor winners and, and become the people that that get the medal? Not that they're in, in it for the medals, but it's because they've pressed in and done something beyond just being a person in the military. And so we're in God's army right now. We're in his military. And we press in, we're going to see a blessing upon us. Paul, I want you to talk about the fact that it's easy to become complacent about the events we're experiencing in the world today. But why is complacency so dangerous for followers of Christ? Well, complacency, it you know, is kind of like uh, you know, you know, if you have food that just sits around and, and you don't, you don't, you don't eat it or you don't do anything with it, it sits around, it uh, it spoils. 
and it just becomes dormant. And, and you know, and it could be, for, for example, there's more food than, than somebody needs. It's just, well, give it to somebody. Turn, turn it over to somebody. But don't don't just just let it spoil and uh, and and become not usable. But pass it on. And I think that when we receive a message, when we receive uh, something that uh, brings uh, brings something fresh to us, we pass it on and we are joyous about it. And I think that's why uh, it's it's so important to get the book and just to to realize. The, the the nuggets and the promises that God has if we will bless Israel and uh, and his people and this land over there. Land is always a very important thing. Being in the real estate business, and you probably, uh, Pat and so forth, are involved with real estate in some way where you have your towers and and your studios and all sorts of things. My guest has been Paul Doberty talking about his book, A Nation Born in a Day. Uh, We will be back, folks, for a wrap-up here on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando, Florida. We'll be right back. More of the Pat Williams Power Hour in just a moment on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. Join Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, as he opens God's Word every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. If you missed the Sunday broadcast, you can listen and study along with Dr. Jordan 24-7 at WTLN.com by clicking on the podcast tab and then Riches of Grace. Riches of Grace, a service of Grace Impact Ministries at graceimpact.org. 5.30 Sunday on the new 94.9 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. You're listening to the Pat Williams Power Hour on the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN. And now, here's Pat. Well, folks, we uh, are very grateful that you joined us for this hour. Uh, Dr. Jim Dempsey was our guest in the first segment uh, talking about his book, Parroting Unchained. And then Paul Doberty from Newport Beach, California, uh, his book, A Nation Born in a Day. Uh, please visit my website. It's patwilliams.com, uh, the Twitter page, Orlando Magic Pat. And my most recent book is out. It's called Vince Lombardi on Leadership. Uh, you can go up on Amazon.com and order it. Uh, you'll read the leadership lessons from the great Packer coach, Vince Lombardi. In the meantime, have a wonderful day in church tomorrow with your family. And then a great week ahead here in Central Florida. And we'll be back next weekend for more on the Pat Williams Saturday Power Hour. You're listening to the new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN in Orlando. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Pat Williams Power Hour. Join us again next week at this same time on the intersection of faith and reason. The new 94.9 FM and AM 950 WTLN.